to a toast from Com's Saturday evening edition. Woo! Yeah, I know this is exciting. Ooh, your subtitle just popped up. It went woo. <laughs> That's really funny. <laughs> so it does work. It just takes like a couple seconds for it to pop up. Wow. Technology. I know. It's crazy. Oh. I don't actually like this. So <laughs> it's very distracting. I will not be able to hold a conversation with you. Um. So anyway, welcome to Toast to Rom-Coms. Thank I'm you. Marie. I'm Allison. And today we're going to continue on with our teen rom-com fiasco marathon what should we go with there fiasco that's harsh yeah it was the first word that came to mind but i'm not <laughs> sure why <laughs> oh well marathon let's go marathon i like it all right cool. i like it um i gotta tell you i'm not looking forward to this drink pairing today why oh because it's so alcohol heavy yeah okay yeah i think so well so we can get down into it i'm gonna just say we're gonna do the half of it relatively newer movie Mm -hmm. um came out on netflix last year it stars leah lewis daniel deemer alexis lemire and wolfgang novogratz Directed and written by Alice Wu. All right. And to go with it, this is the Aster Martini, named after the love interest of both Paul and Ellie. They're both going after. They're not both going after her. Yeah, they're not both going after her. They both love her. Love. Ooh, bunny ears already. So in it, it is, those were bunny ears, like the fake quotation marks. I didn't know that they were called uh, bunny ears. Yeah. I don't know. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. Late, it, late Saturday night energy is weird. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> we got vodka, Aperol and grapefruit juice and it was pretty like flexible on the alcohol you could go vodka you could go gin or you could go citrus vodka i was actually thinking of changing it up next time to l'orange vodka i just ran out of my last regular vodka Hmm. i've haven't been replenishing the stock since we're moving. Yeah, it's fair. So next time I got to go aviation, which I'm not sure would go well with the Aperol or lime vodka. You know what might go well with this, actually? Now that I'm thinking of, do you still have pomegranate vodka? I do. I wonder if that would mesh. Okay. Pomegranate citrus. I might do that, too. Um, All right. I rimmed it with that salt stuff that I got off Amazon. And is it salt or sugar? It's sugar. I'm sorry. Okay. It's like a sugar rim with like citrus, rose petals, blah, blah, blah. 
can't hold it up. I can't see it. It doesn't really look that great. Okay, but I can see it, like some of the leafy stuff. It honestly looks like I just put salt and pepper on this rib. <laughs> uh, so it really doesn't look appetizing at all. Well, yeah, and I I'm really bad at rimming cups. Yeah. I don't, it's, it's not your forte. It's really not. I don't know why. Because it shouldn't be that hard. I wet the glass and then I uh, rim it and it just doesn't work. How do you wet the glass? I put it under the sink. Like, okay. And, and how do I, you rim it? I turn it over and I go. That's how I do it too. It's just one of those things. <laughs> plastic glasses no okay are you no but <laughs> i thought that maybe that's why they weren't sticking because you do have some plastic glasses i do yeah that's what i was wondering but apparently not okay so let's taste this <laughs> cheers it's just strong i don't think it's warranting the face that you're giving it Whoa. I see. I mean I will I will correct that. <laughs> Yours does look very orange. Like how much did you use? Why are you doing that? I'm correcting my face for you. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it looks like. I mean you used I mean two I did two parts. Shot, two shots of vodka. Yeah. Half shot of Aperol. Yeah. And one shot of grapefruit juice. I wonder if it's... I I don't like Wiggles vodka. I wonder if it's Wiggles vodka. It's that organic vodka. And I don't know. Just give me some Tito's. Yeah, that's what I have. I got Tito's downstairs and I used it and I enjoy it. I do too. I um I got Zing Zang Bloody Mary mix and I've been enjoying that too for my weeks off. Um my husband went to the liquor store to get our moving boxes. Nice. And, and like one of them is like the dailies mixes. Mm -hmm. And apparently they make like an extra thick, extra spicy one now. Hmm. That sounds really good because I, I like a spicy Bloody mm -hmm. Mary. Last time we were at Dad's, not this past time, but last week, we got there at like Friday evening, you know, regular like six, seven o'clock. And Dad goes, oh, when your daughter goes down, I'll make everyone Bloody Marys. What? <laughs> I looked at him and was like, it's not brunch. Yeah, you can't have Bloody Marys at nighttime. No. And he was like, all right, I guess. And like he gets was, he gets so disappointed. Like, I told you they're for breakfast. <laughs> That's great. It's just, it was just such an odd suggestion for the evening. It is. He um whenever we went out the other night. We're going out to restaurants now because we're all getting the vaccinations. Um, he got a dirty martini and I tried a sip of his and it was actually very good. 
Really? Yeah. And I don't know what it was about it. I don't know if they just shook it up really good. But my drink was really good, so maybe they just have a really good bartender. What what was your drink? That was that lavender pear martini. Oh, that's right. You did tell me about that. And it came and Dad was like, you have a Christmas tree in your cup. And I was like, it's a sprig of rosemary. It's like, it's a Christmas tree. It's huge. I'm like, it's wonderful. Get a nice aroma, a a nice uh, bouquet of smells as I take a sip. (laughs) I didn't say that, but I did say it smelled good. <laughs> a Christmas tree in your drink. <laughs> he was like offended by it. I don't know. I have one sprig of rosemary that I have to use up by the end of this weekend. Oh, time's running out. Time's running out because it's going to go bad. Mm-hmm. The mint went brown. I used it all that all up. What day was that? Because I texted you a picture. I, I really don't understand why you're making this face. <laughs> Because, like, why is it so bad? Is it just too alcoholy? I think it's the bitterness of the Aperol. I don't even taste it. Like, the bitterness. Maybe. Because I I remember not liking the Aperol spritz that much either for Roman Holiday. Hmm. But that was so much lighter of a drink that it wasn't that bad. Whereas the two shots of vodka for this, it's a lot. Maybe I'm still drunk from this afternoon. What were you drinking? Mm, wine and cocktails. It was a healthy mix. Everything. <laughs> Everything. Yeah, uh, yeah, it was a healthy mix. I'm like, I can always count on my one. So, like I said, we're all getting vaccinated. So don't judge me here for hanging out with people. I'm not talking to you, Marie. I'm talking to the listeners. Because some people like to get on their high horse. But if we're all vaccinated, I'm partially vaccinated. But I don't... S- it's fine. It's fine. Uh, but I can always count on my one friend to drink with me. But what? I can always count on my one friend to drink with me. And it was just me and her kind of for a while. And all the guys were like, no. But I got, I like two people, a husband and wife had a baby. And they were like, no, no. Finally, I was able to convince the husband to have a beer. Whatever. Each their own. Yeah. I like your tiny cup. Thank you. Yeah, your drink looks a lot milkier than my drink. Mm. Yours looks bright orange. Like, it looks like it's just Aperol. I like the sugar rim a lot. Maybe that's adding. Maybe it's helping me. Yeah, maybe I'll try that next time, too. Although, if I do lime... No, you suggested the pomegranate. Yeah. I'm interested in that. Everybody was really impressed by my bar situation today. So, oh, uh, the one lady who did the radon test, she came in and collected the radon machine. She goes, "Is this a bar down here?" I'm like, nope, and left it at that. Is this a bar down here? Yeah, because like all of our alcohol is on the shelves, easily displayed, so it's easy to uh, grab what we need. Yeah. Which is so much better than having them in the bottom of that cabinet. Like, it's crazy. So I don't know what we're going to do at the new house. Yeah, that's a good question. Because I also like dad's... Dad got that cool... It's like a workbench that he uses as the bar. And that's really nice because you can just see everything. Mm -hmm. 
I just put my lesser used stuff in the drawer in the cabinets and then everything else is out on top. And that's pretty easy. So I guess I'll summarize this. Thank you. Are you just biding your time until this po- podcast is over? Me? No. Okay. No, the listeners. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> no, I'm not. Okay. So the half of it um, is about high schoolers, naturally, who won. Okay, so it's about this girl named Ellie who's really smart and a lot of people pay her to write papers. And so this kid is in love with like this beautiful, popular girl and was like, can you write a love letter for me? And so she starts writing love letters and she's in love with this popular girl in the school. Granted, the popular girl in the school is really cool and very sweet and nice. And um, so that's pretty much what happens is like the guy who's in love with the popular girl, Paul and Ellie, who's in love with Aster. They which is the popular girl, which is the popular girl. They spend a lot of time together and she just kind of keeps writing letters and texts her and like they have exchanged. So Aster thinks she's falling in love with Paul, but really she's like has affection kind of for Ellie. That's kind of it. You know, I think even if she was ugly, I'd like her. Uh, (laughs) Worst line ever. (laughs) He legit put that in a note (laughs) to give to her. That's so bad. Like even that's like the worst thing you could tell a girl. Even if you were <laughs> ugly, I'd like you. Thanks, buddy. Oh, it's so funny. Um, so I didn't have mixed feelings about this movie, but I had mixed feelings about this movie as a rom com. I agree. I yeah, one hundred percent agree. I liked this movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, for some reason, it made me emotional. Really? Yeah, but I also was drinking bourbon, <laughs> so maybe it was that. I really couldn't pinpoint what it was, <laughs> or maybe it was just how adorable the dad was. You like the dad that much? I just thought he was really cute. Him and his, uh. Rotten Tomatoes top 50 rom-com list that he's just going through because that's all he was watching. Did you get that? Did you notice that? He watched fucking City Lights, Philadelphia Story, His Girl Friday. Um, They watched another... There was an Indian movie that definitely wasn't on the list, but that was the trade one. There was one more where they were like, God, man, this guy's just doing like the top 20 here of Rotten Tomatoes. <laughs> top rom-coms. Oh, it, he did it happen one night because I saw um, Clark Gable in there, I thought. Okay. That makes sense. Yeah. And <sighs> I was like, man, this guy, he's adorable. And him in his Tweety Bird shirt, his little glasses, their little pies. <laughs> See, I thought that we could almost make two other tropes 
from these teen rom-coms. Ooh. One being like the rundown dad or the dopey dad. Like however you want the defeated dad. I something like that. like that. There's always like even 16 candles. He was a little dopey. Um, Easy A was fine, but Ten Things I Hate About You. Yeah. And now this one. We'd have to go through the other ones and see. Even I would say Love, Simon, the dad was a little weird. Like, just tone deaf, maybe. Yeah, possibly. Yeah, tone deaf. I can see that. Like, he wasn't defeated or dopey, but he definitely was like, he had the dad jokes going and helpless with technology. To all the boys, defeated dad. And Kissing Booth defeated Dad. We got a lot of dead wives in the situations here. Yeah. Rom-com trope, dead wives. Dead wife. Dead mom. Dead mom. Gotta... God, that's awkward. Are, are, are we, we a rom-com trope? <laughs> I don't know whether to laugh or to cry. So, you know, <laughs> it's funny how that happens. I'm writing it down with our rom-com tropes, though. <laughs> I'm so glad we would fi- finally be able to laugh at our mom being dead. I've made really bad... Ch- <laughs> step too far. <laughs> Naturally. I've made dead mom jokes before at work. It's inappropriate. <laughs> <laughs> at work? <laughs> yeah. People talk about their parents because I work with a lot of young kids at night. Like, the whole nighttime crew are, like, young kids. <laughs> And I've been like, oh, my mom's dead. <laughs> I, I, I don't know what's wrong with me. <laughs> I'm putting defeated dads. I can just see their faces when you walk <laughs> Listen, people like me. <laughs> defeated dads, dead moms. That's our new teen rom com. Oh, and I have another one. Oh, okay. I don't know if you agree with this or no. The teacher who cares. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. This list that I've made is so helpful. <laughs> so um we- I think ten things I hate about you. You have the English teacher. Would we count him as a teacher who cares, though? No. I don't think he gives a shit about anybody. Yeah. Love, Simon. Yes, the vice principal. Mm-hmm. Easy A. Yes. To all the boys, no. The Duff. We got the Duff. Yeah. With call. Ken Jeong. Yeah. 16 Candles, no. Um... Adventures of Babysitting. No. I don't even have that on my list here. <gasps> you didn't. No. Yeah. yeah, so I think the Duff was the first one, right? Yeah. Okay. I'm so. Add my next one. There we go. I like that. The Teacher Who Cares. I'm going to put that down and I'm going to write down. Do I even. I guess we can talk about this later. But, like, I was going to write down Ellie and Aster, but, like, you can't even write that down. Mm-mm. So, first of all, I want to ask, did you, did you, you said you liked this movie? Mm-hmm. I did. Okay. I did, too. A lot, actually. If this would have come out whenever I was a teenager, I would have watched the shit out of it, like, all the time. 
Um, it's a really good, it's a really good story. I did laugh some. Yeah. But like one of the second lines is this is not a love story. Yeah. N- nobody gets what they want at the end of this movie. I heard that and I went, wah, wah. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I found this movie pretty darn believable. Same. I really did. Especially when you put it in the context of like that small rural town mm-hmm. that's so like insular. Everyone knows everybody else. They all go to the same church. Like, um, and I thought that even my unbelievabilities, when you put it in that context, could be changed to believabilities. Like, the mandatory talent show for seniors. I thought that was so fucking weird. I, that was at the top of my list for like, what? Right. Like, how can you force people to do that? That's embarrassing. But then again, like, if it's that small of a town, would that be considered normal? We've never lived in a small town, so. Right. I don't, yeah. People who live in a small town, email us. Is this normal? Toastaromcoms at gmail.com. Thank you. Do you have a mandatory talent show? Do you have a mandatory email? Because that's what this is. Email us. Yeah, I, I do wonder, because, uh, you know, some people now, I don't know if you did, though, service projects. Did you have to do something now? I think we did. Yes, we did, because I did it with our church. Okay. I worked at, like, Fish Fries for some stupid reason, and I just remember this mom, I was, like, age 15, 16, and this mom just, like, made me cry because I got her order wrong. She's like, my kids are hungry and you just got us one slice of pizza right now. And I'm like, whoa, that's a good demonstration of Catholics too. Like just, my kids are hungry and you messed up. So then like ask Jesus to multiply them for you, lady. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Oh God. All I wanted to tell her was like, you have shitty hair. (laughs) And I, every single time I saw her in church, because like, you know, how people in church, like you sit in the same spots every time she would sit like yep. two rows in front of us. And I would just be like, wanting to give her these, the double fingers. <laughs> Instead you cried. <laughs> yeah. She was bitch. And her kids suck too. Well, I mean, that's not a surprise. So, okay. So the, t- the mandatory talent show. Um, and then I also thought the scarf was weird. Yeah, but I liked the whole explanation behind it. Like pe- people want you to be like them. Like, are you talking about the pink scarf? Yeah. That the people knitted for her. Yeah. Yeah. Because I thought that what teenager is going to take the time to knit five exactly the same scarves for their friends? Small town? And those, what's that? Small town. Small town. But they were neon pink and pale pink, like that combo. They were hideous. They didn't match anything. 
Yet they all wore them. It was terrible. And they were all bleach blonde. Uh-huh. Like all of the girls. Oh, my God. That popular guy that was Aster's boyfriend was the worst. Oh, I hated him. Hated him. Couldn't get over. And, like, I read in the facts that they were, like, considering cutting out, like, a couple things. Like, in particular, the, like, mudding scene with the trucks. And, um... Ali Wu is like, no, this has to stay in. Or Alice Wu. Alice Wu. Alice Wu. Yeah. And I do think for a small town, that's like very believable. Absolutely. You got to make your own fun. <laughs> uh, did you have any believables? I had, I think, two more. Um, do we find it believable that she was getting paid to write papers? This is a very like big grease two situation, although Ellie Chu wasn't building a motorcycle. <laughs> she was paying bills. Uh. <laughs> yeah. Um I I think so. My my believability factor comes in with why is the teacher okay with getting all of these copy like copied or plagiarized or just however you want to put it. It's not their own work. And she doesn't care because she'd prefer to read Ellie's work than the shitty work. I love that. <laughs> the teacher was awesome. Yeah. But still not believable to me. Yes. I'm glad that you brought that up. That was one of my other ones. Sorry, did you hear that? I did, but it, it was... I didn't care. Okay, that was my teeth scraping against the rim to get a huge chunk of sugar. <laughs> what do you have next? I'm not really going in order because I just had so few. I'm just trying to remember. Mm-hmm. Like, I didn't take a lot of notes. I don't have a lot of stars in my notes either. Same. Uh, but I thought it was pretty big that this random girl's getaway and skinny dip and like they don't know each other that well and Aster's like, hey, come on, let's go. I don't know. My only explanation for that, I, I you know, I was wondering about like she's like the secret spot and no one else knows about these like hot springs which I that's what I found unbelievable but the only thing that I could think of is Aster's also feeling some kind of romantic feelings towards Ellie that's... that she's exploring mm -hmm. but she's not comfortable like in that context exploring them mm -hmm. I felt like that too and I guess maybe it's just like the shitty small town feeling mm -hmm. trapped but um it, it i also like i think that like what paul says later which i was really upset about it i'm gonna skip to the, <laughs> i know oh, where you're going i think yeah it's when paul tells ellie that she's going to go to hell for liking aster 
And I got really upset about that because, you know, they're best friends and he's saying this stuff and it's not okay. Like he knows her. He should have an open mind. But then did you read the facts? I didn't, but I assumed it was just because he was in love with her that he said that and he was trying to display some of his embarrassment. And the facts it talked about how the director said that's not supposed to be an anger or like insulting Ellie's his friend and he's really worried that she's going to be suffering in hell oh so he's more scared for her than upset that she feels that way which I didn't pick up on I didn't pick up on that at all I thought it was he was just saying it because he was embarrassed but he like immediately I wrote down Paul is it reminds me so much of Andy Dwyer in Parks and Rec. Jesus Christ. Get get out of there. My cat just turned on the paper shredder and had her paw on top of it. Oh my god. I'm okay. She's okay. It was more the shock. I'm sorry if I yelled in your ear. I'm like horrified right now. Maybe consider unplugging that. Yeah. (laughs) It was turned off and she fucking moved the switch with her paw to auto. (laughs) Oh my gosh, that was terrifying. It's okay. I think she's gone for good. I yelled at her real, real bad. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Cats, am I right? <laughs> this is a real interesting podcast. Okay. Um... What were you saying? Don't remember? Neither do I. Uh, yeah, we were talking about Paul with the hell thing and being embarrassed. And then oh, we were... Andy Dwyer, Parks and Rec. Yes, that's where we were. Because he's so dumb. Yeah, like real bad at reading social cues. But he's so lovable in a way. And, like, I hate that this is... Like, this sounds condescending, but he tries. Like, he starts reading those books. Falls asleep a few times. (laughs) But he perseveres. Like, you just root for him. Because he's such a nice guy. He is. And, like, I think the first glimpse, like, when those people yell Ellie Choo Choo at her, and he just runs after the truck. And you're like... From then on, you're like, man, I like this guy. Mm -hmm. I liked him whenever he put in his letter that he loves fries. Because I was like, me too, man. (laughs) And he dips him in his milkshake. (laughs) Is that weird? Tastes great. Do you do that? No, I think it's gross. I get it. I don't do it with like a milkshake, but I've done it with Frosties. It's fine. I think it's similar. But every once in a while, Paul would come up with, like, that grain of wisdom. 
you know, and you just like stopped and appreciated him even more. I loved whenever he Google searched, how do you know if you're a gay? If you're a gay? If you're a gay. And then his mom found it. And she was like, it's okay. Because when he went to church the next day, he goes, I just had to grind something. (laughs) (laughs) She's like, I don't care if you're gay. And then he's like, oh, I'm not gay, but I do want to change the sausage recipe. And she starts hitting him. Taco sausage. I wanted one so bad. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. I'll, we'll talk about that in a little bit. And then, again, the proposing to Aster, like, that's my next unbelievability. What the fuck was that? Stopping a church, a mass, not a church, stopping a mass to propose. They're still in high school. She says yes. Like, her dad approves the whole thing. Like, this has to be a out-in-the-boonies, like, rural-as-fuck place for this to go down like that. Yeah, that's so wrong. Like, But that, that whole scene was... Cringy? That was cringy, but then once everyone else gets involved, I liked it. Yeah. The teacher was loving it. Excuse me. The teacher was loving it too. Which was really funny. Yes, she cracked me up there. It's like her one moment where she enjoys living there. Mm-hmm. And I'm done with unbelievability. Yeah. I like Bernard's shirt. It's a really cool Mandalorian shirt. Mm-hmm. I don't think I've seen it oh. before. That's the one I got him for Father's Day, and then our daughter's was a picture, like an outline of a child. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Yeah. So, but she doesn't fit into it anymore, so. It's really hard to get used to Grogu. I don't, I actually don't like the name Grogu. It it doesn't bother me. I think it's going to be a great cat name. For somebody's cat down the line. It just doesn't flow, Grogu. Yeah. It's like Gogurt. Yeah. Not good. They they had to, they should have come up with something. A little bit better. Yeah. Bernard's trying to get Murphy off the chair and we now have a body pillow on it. And <laughs> Murphy is real salty about it. <laughs> Millie's just knocked out because our friends brought their German shepherd puppy over and Millie was giving her the what for because (laughs) I looked over at one point and I mean the puppy's not even five months old and the puppy had her entire mouth around Millie's head like biting it and I was like oh my god and Millie like will show her the business they were both good with the baby but Millie likes to get her licks in no, not Millie. That's crazy talk. <laughs> Millie likes to lick a baby. <laughs> Unheard of. <laughs> she also almost jumped in the pack and play with the baby. <laughs> oh, the pack and play came in handy. Mm-hmm. It was there we good. go. Mm-hmm. We brought it downstairs in the living room and 
Millie was sitting on the top of the couch and <laughs> tried to jump in. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. Um, I didn't put on <sighs> subtitles, which was terrible. I don't know why I didn't do that. I did. It was a very quiet movie. Yes, it was. I like the music a lot. I was just sitting here thinking, I don't even remember if there was music in it. <laughs> I watched it like Monday and Tuesday, so it's been a couple days for me. I watched it last night. Um, so obstacles to who being together. <sighs> okay. Ellie and Aster, pretty obvious. Right. They're Ellie obviously has queer feelings. And Aster does not. Or does she, but she's repressing them because of the context in which she lives. I didn't think so, but I didn't really give it a whole lot of thought. Did you think so? I started thinking that when Aster tried to get Ellie undressed in the hot springs. I was like, why would this be so important to her if she didn't have some type of romantic feeling? Or attracted, like if she wasn't attracted or curious. Yeah, I do think I, I, I wouldn't have ever pressured somebody being like, get your clothes you know it's i i get that okay i'm a russian doll of clothing (laughs) i loved that line it was great i loved ellie's character Mm -hmm. as did i yeah it's just it's never said out loud that aster might have need to or want to explore her sexuality more than just being straight but i think it was implied especially at the end I mean, I definitely see Aster moving out of that small town. Mm-hmm. Maybe Ellie. Definitely no one else. I know. It's it that that small town to me just felt so much like a cult. A Catholic cult. Ugh. It's like my yeah. worst nightmare. I hate overly religious people. Sorry if anybody's offended by that, but freak me out. So, Aster and Ellie, one gay, we think, is just gay. Not, like, bi or anything, right? Like, that's the feeling I got for Ellie. Yeah. And Aster portrays, or presents as straight, but we're not sure right now. Paul and Ellie, he likes girls and so does she so that's not gonna work out i you could tell that he was really fallen for her though oh yeah and it was really go ahead it was really sweet and sad because paul is like a really good guy yes he's loyal and he has great intentions and he has ambition too. Like he's working on his taco sausage. 
I love that he would hang out with Mr. Chu and Mr. Chu would like try to help him with recipes. Like, didn't they get like the braised pork thing? Yeah. At one point, the 12 spices or whatever. They're throwing the meats in the bowls. Yeah. That was really cute. And I didn't realize at first, like when he was working, I didn't realize that he worked right outside where Ellie lived. I didn't realize that either. Is that their right house? Who, Ellie's? No, no, Paul's? Paul's. I don't know. I couldn't tell if that was just their house or their business. Okay. And then Paul and Aster's obstacles to being together is just, you know, he, he's pretending to be Ellie? He's not kind a of? smart man. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah, he's very socially awkward. He has no filter. Yeah. But, like, at one point, Ellie was trying to teach him how to hold a conversation, like, with the ping pong stuff. So it's like he's never talked to anybody, and I don't know if that's just the context of his family, and that's how he grew up, so he doesn't know how to have a conversation with normal people his family seemed like a lot definitely seemed like a lot loving like there for each other but just i could not survive in that house no oh god the mom oh paul's chinese friend is here again (laughs) but like i don't think i didn't get the impression that they were doing it out of a place of hatred it was just like a small town, not intelligent. <laughs> it it was Please. ignorance. Yes. It was ignorance. Yeah. Just like that's how she was distinguished amongst like that town. She was the Chinese person. Yeah. I, I think that's it for obstacles, though. Yeah. Should we get the other drink? Are you done with yours? Yeah, I don't hate it at all. So I'm sorry that you do. That's okay. But I am going to go with the lime because I already brought it up and I don't want to have to walk down like a total of eight stairs to get the pomegranate. It's just too much. Oh, the lime vodka? Mm -hmm. That's going to be fucking weird. You're going to be fucking weird. I'm already there. (laughs) Already there. My cat cat tried to shrug herself. Oh my god, that was so like I don't think she could have jammed her paw in there. You never know. But you never know. Like what if her tail got caught? That's what that's what I was thinking. She's an idiot. She's so dumb. I love her. But she's there's nothing upstairs. We call her like she we always say that she has cotton candy for brains. There's just nothing. It took me like an hour to convince her that no one was at the house still, too. (laughs) I like walked her around and she like darted back to the room. And I'm like, whatever. You do your thing. (laughs) Come out when you're ready. Please don't pee on my bed. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. All right. Second drink. I really don't think you should do the lime. 
I'm doing it, baby. What grapefruit? It's too much acidity. You're too much acidity. That's <laughs> true. <laughs> All right. All right. Whatever. Do you do you. <laughs> okay. You do you. I'm going to do me. <laughs> I could hear you shaking your cocktail shaker. <laughs> so I think this is me figuring out that I'm getting really pretentious about my cocktails, but I'm starting to do like the the full arm like <laughs> yeah, getting after it. <laughs> I'm like I'm really doing it. You're really feeling yourself when you <laughs> why do you have that right now? Why are you drinking out of that? Um James uses it for work and it was up here and it already had water. What's wrong with it? There are hot dog people on it. Thanks to our first responder, hot dog people. Your head could fit in there. That's wrong with it. So, well, have you ever had hot dog shop? Like, when we lived in Wexford is the last time. Okay. We love it. There's one right by his parents' house. We go there pretty much almost every time that we go to his parents' house. They have this, and he likes this, so he only has to get water once when he works overnight. So he basically, and this is, like, how he drinks his water, like, enough water. And also, it's hilarious. I'll post a picture of it on Instagram because, (laughs) for those of you who don't know what Hot Dog Shop is, it's, like, a small hot dog chain in um, Western PA. And we also have like a bunch of plastic cups from them too that we can't throw away they're like literal hot dog people there's like a policeman and an emt and a fireman and a doctor and they're all hot dog people thank you to our first responders thanks god bless and protect that's right um but he was like i'm just gonna use it for water i think it was like 7.99 or whatever and i think i don't know but He's like, I bet you there's people in Beaver County that come here and they just get like a full like Mountain Dew or whatever, like uh, Parks and Rec, like the child size Parks and Rec. And they were like, we have a guy who comes here literally every day and gets one of these things filled with sweet tea. Yeah. It's so heavy, you can't use the handle. You look like a baby using a giant cup. <laughs> using the cup of giant. Two-handing this giant cup. I gotta, I gotta take a picture of this. <laughs> it's really funny. Oh, I just love the hot dog people. Um. By the way, my rim job this time is really good. Ooh. I don't know what me, Are you sending me a pic? I can. Uh, yeah, but if that's a guy who gets a sweet tea, if he's not getting his foot amputated in the next 10 years, man, <laughs> good genes right there. You <laughs> still do <two> hands. <laughs> he tried to stop it. It's could... not heavy. It's just really big. <laughs> Stay hydrated, folks. I have only had 
alcohol and coffee today, so I need water. <laughs> it's 10.30 p.m. <laughs> it's been a good day. All right, so did you switch up your liquor at all? I'm glad you asked. I did, and it was so funny that I was going to do the pomegranate because have you seen Kettle One has, like, the... Um, they have like the combos. They have like a cucumber and mint. And then the mm-hmm. one that I have, it's a grapefruit and rose one. Mm-hmm. So I use that. And I was like, oh, yeah, like this will go great with like the, the citrus and flower petal rim. And it'll go with the grapefruit. And um, let me tell you, I haven't tried it yet. Absolutely delightful. Really? I it's drink this. not too much citrus, like with the grapefruit? Mm-mm. I'd try. I'd drink this again. No doubt. How's Ooh. your... With the lime vodka, it's so much better. Really? Yes. It is so much better. That is yep. wild to me. Yep. It sounded... A lot better. So gross. Like grapefruit and lime? No. It's really good. Good for you. It is. <laughs> I agree. Um, by the way, to further my conversation about my cat that she is a moron, I found her inside a giant box in the spare bedroom on the way down the stairs. And I was like, what the hell are you doing? She's like trying to eat the tape off the side of it while she's inside of it. <laughs> People who have cats who are dumb... Email us your stories. Toastaroundcoms at gmail.com. <laughs> um, chemistry in this movie. There's a lot of good chemistry going on. Yes. Not necessarily romantic. I mean, Allie and Paul's chemistry in this movie is just fantastic. They're just BFFs all the way got each other's back he has her back against racism she has his back with this taco sausage i almost lost it when he found those letters she's been writing oh it's so sweet to the food critics all those food critics i know it was amazing oh it was just so great I love whenever he makes it for her and her dad and his dad takes a bite and just houses it, loves it. And then she does the same thing. And he's watching her face and he just looks so satisfied when she's like pleasantly surprised by it. Listen, I was into the taco sausage, the first mention of it. It reminds me of, um, we watch Disney food blog a lot, and in the Star Wars land, they have something called a Ronto wrap, and that is exactly what it is. So, what it was is sausage, right? But he calls it bratwurst. So, he's from, like, a German or Bavarian background, and Aster's from a Latina background, so the taco, so that was his effort to, like, meld the two cultures together taco sausage was it really that's what imdb facts said okay because i feel like that's too smart for him <laughs> to figure out <laughs> like i said lovable character dumb 
like my cat. <laughs> Are you saying that he would be in a ginormous box trying to eat? <laughs> <laughs> no, but I could see him turning my paper shutter on by accident. I could as well. Yeah. So, um, and another thing about the chemistry, like, at first, I was so, like, I don't want to say pissy, but I was put off by the fact that he kept running after her bike. But then you, like, it just pissed me off. I'm like, dude, it's a bike. You can't catch up. But then he started catching up and he started getting faster and it helped his football game. And I'm like, yes, this rocks. Like their relationship directly benefited his athletics. I also think he's too dumb for what happened between them whenever he tried to kiss her to ruin their friendship, which you kind of saw at the end. Like he's not, not dumb. He's not proud, I guess. Like he's, he's a humble dude and I don't like I was glad he didn't let that ruin their friendship yeah I mean okay that was one of my big things at the end like I wrote down that was happy that they were okay yes because they were to me they were the central relationship in the movie Mm -hmm. and it I felt so conflicted because on one hand I would have loved to have seen them get together if this was a rom-com in early thousands totally would have happened but I, I i don't know i love ellie's character i love that she's she's so strong she's so intelligent she's just made for bigger things but it i, I just like i said i just felt conflicted well am i gonna get canceled for saying that no i don't think so because i i think it's um, maybe it's just a test to their chemistry a testament to their chemistry that they were able to remain friends after that yeah well it didn't seem like he had a lot of friends either like he wasn't like Astro's boyfriend who was constantly surrounded by people he was on the football team he made it to first string but he was always kind of like by himself and it seemed like the three of them had that in common. Like, yes, Aster was a popular girl, but she always seemed lonely. Mm-hmm. Ellie was lonely and it seemed like Paul was too. Mm-hmm. So just like kind of three lost souls living in that town. And I don't understand why it seemed like he didn't belong in that town, but I don't think he did. Paul. Yeah. But I also can't see him making it by himself in a new place. Like, I could see him doing it with a companion, but I, I don't know. I Maybe, like, you could see him in a larger city with, like, a taco sausage food truck. Like, his own food truck doing things his way. Taco sausage just like six different kinds i'd be so down with that Mm -hmm. it really made me want tacos and sausage (laughs) but that's why it just it seemed like he didn't belong in the town itself he was way more open to different people than the town itself like even 
think about the talent show when that fucking twat was like, when did Ellie Chu get hot? And he was standing next to Paul and Paul looked at him like, what the fuck, dude? Yeah. I did like that she was able to go to the party and have fun. Mm-hmm. But again, Paul comes in and takes care of her. Very nice. But yeah. did you think... I I liked Ellie's and Aster's brief chemistry that they had in that hot spring. I thought that was nice. But do you think Aster knew whenever... Um, Ellie made the comment about the brush stroke over like on the side whenever she dropped off that picture I was contemplating one of my unbelievabilities being Aster not realizing that it wasn't Paul writing letters to her it was actually Ellie Mm -hmm. like she was a ridiculously smart person like and I didn't understand how she couldn't fathom that it wasn't Paul writing these letters. So before the hot spring, I thought that Astor was taking her to the side to like confront her Mm -hmm. about it. But she said something in that hot spring where I was like, Oh, she doesn't actually know it's Ellie writing it. Something about like maybe how Paul makes her feel he makes her feel comfortable in person, but then in texting or letters, he makes her feel a different way. And I was like, oh, so she doesn't actually get this. How did you feel about Aster and Ellie's kiss at the end? I liked it. I liked it too. Yeah, I thought it was hopeful. Mm-hmm. I thought it was a good way to and their like not their characters but like I thought it was a good way to end those two story like those two people's story and it seemed like I don't understand why exactly whether it was the scene in the church or her going to Grinnell Grinnell Mm -hmm. maybe but you see Ellie at the end she's wearing more form-fitting clothes Mm -hmm. She has that open conversation with Aster. It seemed like she's really coming into herself there. And one of the things that the facts talked about was, you know, her dad was an immigrant, first generation. He was an immigrant, so is she a first generation or second generation? Mm, I'm not quite sure. I don't know how it works. Okay, but regardless, (laughs) she's the daughter of two immigrants, um, and she had to make the decision whether she was going to stay at the train station, which was like a stopping point of life, kind of, like how you stop there and get on another train, and she decided to go to college to see, so she accepted assimilation into the United States culture, something like that with her decision to go to college. I didn't think that there was ever a question that she wasn't going to go to college. She was going to go to the Squamish community one. She, but she chose to live Squamish where she's the Chinese kid and she's deciding to go somewhere else. 
And so she's leaving that kind of comfortability or uncomfortability, like her and her dad were caught in this immigration thing here. And she's deciding to leave that and just be a citizen. Okay. Man, that PhD story, that made me very emotional. Brutal. Yeah. But completely believable. Absolutely. He's probably the most qualified person for a job, but because he can't speak English perfectly, he's not getting it. Also, his English was good. Like, I had, I didn't have subtitles on. No problem understanding him. Mm-hmm. I had a harder time understanding Sebastian Stan in Winter Soldier, Falcon and Winter Soldier, like during, like, I needed subtitles. Really? I, I don't know. I did. I think it was like the quietness. Mm, yeah. But um, his dad or her dad spoke perfectly good. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Better than Paul. So I did like the kiss at the end. All in all, I like the kiss at the end. Um, Like I said, like, I think it opens up Astra to other possibilities. I think she liked Ellie kissing her. So maybe she'd be more open to a relationship with the girl. And I think Ellie, like based on Aster's reaction is kind of like, Oh, this is good. This is going to work out for me. I really liked Ellie's like voice. I liked the sound of her speaking voice. Is that weird? No, it's not weird, but I didn't pick up on anything. Mm -hmm. So that's why I was looking at you like that. Okay. I just don't remember. Um, what do you think about Ellie's chemistry with her dad I thought it was very believable and I liked it but it's also tough because that kind of makes you a little bit mad at the dad that he just kind of shut down and she has to worry about the late bills and she has to do the job although he does realize it mm-hmm. and I'm even thinking like I know you said you didn't watch Pretty in Pink or all the way through. Mm-hmm. But it, it's, again, it's similar to that dad there. The dad's giving up. He is not doing a job. He's lying about going on job interviews. And I think the difference being that Molly Ringwald's character gets pissed at him and Ellie just kind of accepts it and does his job for him. I don't know where that came from. Oh, that's okay. Uh, dad and... um. Mr. Chu and Ellie's chemistry, I think. I really liked whenever oh, this was this was really fucking weird. Whenever Trig, that football guy, like followed her home and was like, Look, I get it, you're in love with me. Like, wasn't that weird? Yes. And then when he was proposing to Aster, he was like, I know where this is coming from. So weird. But then I loved Ellie's dad getting him with the spray hose out the window. <laughs> From the faucet. (laughs) It's a great play. Great move. Like, I'm sure there are people. I think that all in all, like, every character in this was just really believable. Like, I could see a trig. I could not remember his name, so thank you for that. I could see these people existing in this kind of small universe. 
Yeah. Squamish. I really like this movie. I would, I know we're not there yet, but I would definitely, why do I keep dropping my marker? It's driving me crazy and it's all me. (laughs) This is like the fourth time. Um, I could really see myself watching this again, Mm -hmm. but the rom-com quality, not super there. It is an excellent movie. Mm -hmm. And something that I really appreciated about this movie, Love, Simon, and The Happiest Season, is kind of seeing people's different experiences with coming out and how that can happen with everybody. And I think it's important as, like, you know, the straight people, like, we're don't have to worry about any of that stuff. Like, it's just good for us to see mm-hmm. and see those different stories come out. Mm-hmm. I, um... I wonder how the dad would have taken it or if he just didn't have the capability to understand. So they kind of left that part out. Do you know what I mean? Because he asked Paul, Mm -hmm. like, did you and Ellie break up? Mm -hmm. Oh my gosh. That was heartbreaking. Whenever he was speaking in Chinese to Paul, obviously Paul's not going to understand, but I really like that scene between them two because Paul, while he's not a very smart guy, he knew that Mr. Chu needed to get this out and he just stayed and, listened mm-hmm. but that was really heartbreaking this movie I wonder what <clears throat> so this was the first movie that Alice Wu did in 16 years oh right and it was really good so I just want to see what the last movie was yeah I'm going to look right now since I still have it up on my phone you want me to look Let's at see who gets there first? Do you want me to see like what was written or what was or like well filmography? Saving Face. I've never heard of anything. Nope. So don't know it. A Chinese American lesbian and her traditionalist mother are reluctant to go public with secret loves that clash against cultural expectations. I um really like I really like that we kind of didn't really plan an Asian American movie to go along with what's happening. Yeah. But maybe that's why I was getting really emotional. Like and I still feel like emotional. Like if you push me if you like say one more emotional thing right now, there will be tears. I don't know why. And that's probably why. I didn't think I was saying anything emotional. No, I know. So, yeah, I don't. Yeah. It's kind of weird how, like, sometimes I feel like our podcast is prophetic. Like, we (laughs) did long shot before the insurrection. Oh, my God. Yeah. Like, there are a couple. I think it's happened three times where we do a podcast and yeah. then something happens and I'm like shit what the fuck yeah because so. we decided on this before well not, I, bef- not before the before the major shooting yeah which is awful I don't I just don't fucking get it I really don't no 
I don't either. Anytime I hear like the China virus, I just want to like punch somebody in the face. Yes. It's ridiculous to say that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I, I don't even know what to say to that because it's just so offensive. It is. <sighs> yeah. So mate. Yeah. So maybe that's why this movie was, I don't mm-hmm. know, but if you haven't seen this, which I'm probably betting you haven't. Cause I think this kind of fell under the radar. Yes. Is it a Netflix movie or it's just a movie on Netflix? I think it's a Netflix movie. I'm not positive, though, so I just like to make assumptions about what I don't know. (laughs) I mean, if we're talking about moment they fell in love. Oh, well, it is a Netflix movie. Okay. Can we say anybody was in love in this movie? No, I agree. Um, so can they stay together? No. Hope nobody's together. Iconic scene. Can we back up just a second though? To can't like do they stay together? When do you think Aster like breaks up with Trig and do you think he accepts it? I think it is the day. Yeah, I hit this off my I- microphone. Yeah, I think it's the day of the proposal. After that whole thing goes down, she realizes that this is not the life for her. She tells him she can't marry him. And then he finds one of those other four scarf girls and he goes out with them. I Mm. think it's completely fine. He rewrites history in his head to say that he did it and moves on with his life. Seems like a Gaston situation. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Hopefully he doesn't punch Aster's dad, tie him to a tree, and leave lifts up for dead. <laughs> or plummet to his death off of, like, a castle roof. You know what? I might be okay with that <laughs> if Craig. It might be fine. <laughs> what is your iconic scene? Um... It's really hard for me because I feel like it should be the church scene, but I feel like it's the hot spring. I had a feeling you were going to go with that. I actually, um, so at first, very early on in the movie, I actually thought that the spray painting the wall between oh, Aster, right? I I really like that scene, and I kind of forgot to mention that with chemistry because that was really good um i just really like that whole kind of flirtation um but then the taco sausage trial is just it for me i love that when he makes it at ellie's house yes it's so cute and those are like the three main people besides aster but like i don't no. I think Paul and Ellie's relationship is more central. Like, can a small town gay immigrant's daughter get along with like the mainstream white football player and have a lasting friendship? You don't think so, but this movie makes you think otherwise. Right. And that's why I think they're the main relationship in this movie. Mm-hmm. 
Um, and, and like, there are a lot of things that we missed in chemistry and I'll, can we just move to final thoughts and talk about them? Of course. Cause I actually like, wanted to talk about the ping pong. I was going to bring up those small yogurt drinks oh, yeah. that she, that her and her dad drink and Paul knows. And there's like a free vending machine and they both kind of like talk about these yogurt drinks. They have that in common. I thought that was great. What about the ping pong? I liked how he started asking her about her life during that back and forth. Like, where did your parents come from? When did you come? Like, all this stuff about her history. I think it showed that he really cared. Also, I was, like, just super impressed by the ping pong. Because (laughs) no way that I could have kept that going, like, physically. (laughs) While talking, and I think those ping pong conversations with Paul made her able to open up to Aster a little bit during the hot springs conversation. Like, I think he helped her be more open with other people and herself, like accepting Grinnell as a possibility. I think that's up to Paul. Mm hmm. Um, something else that ends scene with her and Paul mm. and how like they were talking about that movie and she was like, oh, it's so lame when the guy runs after or whoever runs after the train and then he runs after the train and it makes her so happy. It was really cute. It was so, so, so cute. And that end scene, I guess, was like huge. So. She's looking out the window at Paul. This is all IMDb facts. And then she like looks around at the other people and they're all looking out the window waiting for something. And she realizes that she found something that everything's going to be okay. Yeah, I didn't get that. So glad you read the facts. (laughs) Same with the (laughs) same with like the whole but you're going to go to hell thing because I was like, fuck you, Paul. So glad you read that. <laughs> yeah, it really helped me understand the movie a little bit more. They should put this rim sugar in like a pixie stick. It's real good. <laughs> you should buy some. Amazon. Don't just send me the link. Okay. Or put put the link on uh the Insta. I'll put a picture of it on. People can find it on Amazon. Yeah, it's real good. It's got like a hint of mint. Maybe it says it on the thing and I just didn't realize. I just saw citrus and rose petals. Does it go with the Aperol taste though? And the grapefruit? Like mint? Mm-hmm. Very much so. I'm eating it off the side because it's so good <laughs> so clearly. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I would have that drink again in a heartbeat. But... It was a lot yes, better I, with I, nice. Yeah, I would I would have this again as well. It's a lot. I think I think it's the wiggle vodka. I think that wiggle vodka was shit because we had that with our elf drink with that chocolatey thing and it was poop. That was not that elf drink was just doomed to failure. There was a whole shit ton in there. And it was disgusting. Molasses should not be in a cocktail. It sinks to the bottom. I didn't remember that that was in it. 
<laughs> There's like 15 ingredients. <laughs> Uh, something else that I want, like another final thought. I have like a a couple more. I liked the quotes in the movie. Um, I really liked hell is other people because I felt that. Yeah. Yeah. I wrote that down. I would get that framed and put it somewhere in my house. (laughs) (laughs) And I also liked when they just put pineapple owl caterpillar and glasses <laughs> like the emojis that made me laugh so hard <laughs> like they were like pineapple owl caterpillar paul <laughs> um i don't i know we didn't talk about the church scene a lot i don't know if there's that much to say about the church scene but i feel like I don't know. It was like the climactic, climactic scene, mm-hmm. and we didn't really talk about it. It really reminded me of Bridget Jones a little bit because of how Ellie stands up and goes no, like Bridget Jones does. Whenever, okay. That's like immediately what I thought of. And you had Paul like trying to get in there, and then <laughs> Ellie jumps in. And so Aster slaps Paul. Yeah. But it was meant for Ellie, another fact. Oh. Because Aster's looking at Ellie when she does it. So it was her figuratively slapping Ellie, which again did not get. Have you ever wanted to slap somebody in the face? I don't think so. I I really don't. Have you? I've done it once. Ooh, good for you. I'm more of a punching girl. Ouch. Yeah. I think that would be my go-to. I liked the whole how do you know she wants to be kissed thing because isn't that the fucking question? I just figured guys always went for it no matter what. James didn't. We had five on our first date. Because he took too long. I wanted him to make the first move. And he took too long dropping me off at my house. And I was like, see ya. Peace out. High five. (laughs) No, I just figured. I didn't even think there would be signs. I just figured guys would go for it if they wanted to. Did you see that? Did you watch the... Did you get to the Criminal Minds episode... Where it wasn't even the unsub. It was in Florida and the guy is killing young women as like a surrogate for his mother. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Is his grandma involved? Mm-hmm. And he's hallucinating mm-hmm. his grandma? Yeah, I did see that. So it's not even the unsub, but it's like the beginning. It's like the setup thing where this girl's on this date and the guy was like, you can't, you can't do this to me. And he tries to go in for the kiss. And she's like, no. So, so and then she goes to her car and the guy's banging on her car window, like yelling at her. I'm like, fucking drive. And that's, Don't- a- <laughs> that was the thing too, because all of the people were shot in their cars and they're like, looking at this guy with a gun and I'm like, why didn't you just drive away? 
at least try to make a break for it. I did. I didn't get that either. All right, I'm glad it wasn't just me. Drive your fucking car. I guess that's flight or fright. <laughs> Wait, flight or fight? It's flight or fight. Never mind. I said flight or fright. <laughs> She'll get there. Um, She'll get there. Flight, fi- flight, fight, or freeze. I guess they all for us. Um, any more final thoughts about anything? Yes. One more. I have one more, too. Do you want to go? No, I have two more. I have two more, too, actually. Okay, um, I really wish she would have WD-40'd her bike squeak because that bothered me the whole movie. Didn't notice it. Yep, her bike squeaked with every pedal. Man, she must be in great shape. Oh, agreed. That's hard. I can't bike up hills. We had this conversation this weekend. Can't do it. Not me and you. No, no. Dad and dad's wife they were like just put it in a lower gear or higher gear and you pedal i said i never made it to the bike that had gears i I used to be able to do it whenever we lived on rebecca i used to be able to bike up that driveway but i was like 14 so (laughs) peak peak shape um yeah my poor bike is just sitting up on a hook in our garage. At least we bought the least expensive bikes we could have. <laughs> we thought it was a good idea at the time. Nope. Yeah. Um, The football game was almost very cringy. How so? He's waving to Ellie and he almost misses the play. <laughs> I loved it. It was the first time they scored in 15 years. I didn't catch that. That's awesome. The first time they scored in 15 years. Uh, It's so weird to me that he wasn't more popular because he's like a football guy. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I agree. Don't don't do that. I can't look at you when you do that. You should take like a screenshot on your computer because it'll block my face anyway. It's ginormous. <laughs> um, and my other final thought I thought it was weird that the guys cut the piano strings on the piano. Like, what the fuck? To go through that amount of effort just because you yell Ellie Choo Choo at someone, which that was based on Alice Wu's actual like life experience. Hmm. Like that was just crazy to me. You brought the tools to cut the piano strings. No one noticed. Yeah, all that stuff. I mean, backfired. Because mm-hmm. now she's hot. Thanks, Trig. So weird. And then your final thought? Your final, final thought? This was at the very beginning of the movie, but I want to see the largest ball of twine so bad. That was my first note. I love roadside attractions, as you know. 
I can't believe you don't want to stay at the Potato Hotel more than you do. So have you seen the Beagle where you can stay inside of the Beagle? It sounds familiar, but I haven't looked at it in a while. I really want to stay there. But the Potato does sound cool. Oh, there's a House Hunters that you have to watch where it's a couple that ends up well, I don't want to spoil it for you. Thank you. So never mind. But there's a place that one of the house hunters people buy, and you'll know it whenever you get there. Um, they buy a place, and it's actually available on Airbnb, and I want to stay there so bad. It's in. I'll be like, this is what Allison is talking about. I think it's in California. I think it's in Joshua Tree. Oh, the castle place. Yes! You did it. You watched that one. I loved the tall guy so much. <laughs> the one who kind of looked like Keanu Reeves a little bit. Yes! Yes! <laughs> yes. I thought they were such a perfect couple. And it was so funny because James and I, that was the episode where we, we like skipped like the Jesus freak people and mm-hmm. moved on to this couple, like the two guys. And I was like, thank God. Like these people are so much better than those weird ass people who are like the Parks and Rec. Like, oh, I don't remember their names. They were like, it's no problem. The one guy was like, that's no problem. We'll just move the roof. And the guy goes, did you just dig up a whole bunch of cash in the backyard that you can fund this? <laughs> <laughs> like, yes. But I love that they ended up just going with whatever like the guy said. He's like, he's got the vision. And he's like, he's going to give me a heart attack, but he has the vision. <laughs> but it is on Airbnb. James found the link and I really want to go there. Oh, you'll have to send it to me if you can find it. I'd love to see it. It's amazing. Okay. And it looks cool AF. Man, I don't think I could. Like, I don't have the vision to do that kind of stuff. No. I mean, I'm not saying that you don't, but I'm like, I don't either. Yeah. It's impossible. All right. Do you have another movie for us? I was thinking we could go back to a classic. Oh, what do you think about She's All That? Let's do it. Okay, cool. Oh, what do you give this movie for martinis? Uh, martini glasses as a rom-com 3.5 i was going as a rom-com i go three i go 3.5 like i did get get a kick out of some of the jokes but as no one really ends up with anybody that really affected the score (laughs) that's why i gave it a three it was funny there were parts where i laughed out loud same um if you haven't seen this movie I hope you watch it. I mean, mm-hmm. who doesn't have Netflix nowadays? So mm-hmm. it's a great movie. Or someone else's Netflix account. Yeah. Just do it. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> yeah, definitely watch the movie. Um, so next time we'll do She's All That. Yeah. Might as well go to like a classic. I like it because I'm pretty sure I have like another obscure one I saved from somewhere. Okay. <laughs> no it's good I like it it's so funny I don't know do you get like this like I have problems reading a new book I also have problems watching new movies or starting new tv shows 
I have a problem with the book thing. If I finish like a book I love, I'm like, I don't want to spoil the memory with like a mediocre book right now. I get that. I did read though, like, because you know how many times that I've rewatched Game of Thrones and stuff. Mm-hmm. Did you see like the fact about like people who have anxiety tend to rewatch shows rather than start new ones because it, they find comfort in knowing what happens? And I was like, yeah, that's me. So I know I told you about the one book series that I started like a while ago. It was a court, a court of Rose and Thorns or whatever it is. Like, I, yeah, I, I've read it the entire series like three times. Since then. <laughs> I mean, so I don't, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> well, it's like Harry Potter too. Although I think that's different. I think that's just more comfort. Yeah. Um, I know it's not a teen rom com. But at one point, James really wants to do I Love You, Man. It's Paul Rudd. Have you ever seen it? I think I've seen it once. Okay. Yes. A long time ago. Is it Jason Siegel? Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Is it Siegel? I think so. Okay. I don't think it's Seagal, because that's Steven. I don't know. All right. Well, until next time. Watch up. Drink up this drink. And email us. Toastyromcoms at gmail.com. Rate, review, subscribe. <laughs> Instagram, Toasty Romcoms. Twitter, Toasty Romcoms. Website, toastyromcoms.com. And cheers. <laughs>